another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss the current status of the Star Wars fan community. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man who is 2% less fat according to his Twitter handle, Josh Straley. Oh, yeah, that's the little... There's, you can write so many things after your name now, so I just kind of put that there. Last week, it was with more vitamin C. I saw that. Yes. Is it funny? It's, it's not I, working. It was. I was just. I was like, oh, maybe you're losing weight. Don't know what's happening. I am losing weight. Well, there you go. Thin. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, hey everyone, don't forget, you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Films, and be sure to check out the rest of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Google Podcasts. There we go. Uh, we'll also have a website, friendsandfilm.wordpress.com. You guys will find reviews from us on the sites. Uh, and this week, though, it's not just me and Josh talking about Star Wars as we typically do. We are joined by a very passionate Star Wars fan herself, Amanda Morris. Hi, friends. Thanks for letting me come and yell about Star Wars again. Glad to have you back. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a crazy couple of weeks for mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, Solo's out, um, but then just kind of the reaction to Solo, the fan control or trying to take control of what's happening currently in Star Wars has just kind of taken over the community and the conversation and has really resulted in a lot of weird and terrible and bizarre things um such as like Kelly Marie Tran left uh Instagram uh, a couple weeks ago because even though she hasn't given a real reason why uh a lot of people believe it to be because of the harassment race whether it's uh, racism or sexist remarks she was getting uh just on anything she posted so she called it quits and it's just been a really disheartening time I think to be a Star Wars fan looking at how Mm -hmm. certain sections of fandom are kind of trying to make their voice be heard and kind of voice their concerns and their gripes with the franchise, but doing it in the absolutely wrong ways possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just want to talk about kind of what is happening with Star Wars and brought us to the big question. Is the internet fandom ruining Star Wars? Josh, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's ruining Star Wars because Star Wars exists outside of them, despite of them, no matter what mm-hmm. that's, toxic part of the internet wants to do they'll never change star wars so then maybe the question is but it's making me upset and it kind of ruining it for me is the internet is internet fandom killing star wars it's making it less fun so yeah i would say so it's definitely harming it in some kind of way yes because the other day i was thinking about i was like would i really want to identify being a star wars fan right now Mm. and i said no yeah I didn't want to be like, I used to be like, I am, I'm the Star Wars guy, everyone. This mm-hmm. is my thing. I know about it. I want to talk about it. And then watching, I was like, oh, these people care way too much about it. But I was like, no, what am I saying? I, that's me too. <laughs> and it was this weird space. And I, I mean, I just like you went through those issues. There's a lot that we can talk about and kind of discuss. And there's a lot to be, you know, proud of and a lot to be, you know, disgusted by. So, so you think that in sum it up in that in some ways the internet fandom is killing at least maybe not Star Wars as a franchise, but at least your enjoyment of kind of being a Star Wars fan. Absolutely, Amanda, do you do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I would lean where Josh is a little bit. Like, I think your point of oh these people care too much. Oh wait, but I care a lot. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about me? And um, I think some of this question comes out of. How much? What does your caring a lot about a thing lead you to treat? How does it tre- lead you to treat mm-hmm. other people? And um, that's some of the stuff I'm 
think we'll get into as we keep talking. But to answer the more direct question, it's certainly making it less fun to be in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, which I think is just really kind of a sad state so to sad. be in for mm-hmm. Star Wars. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I grew up with Star Wars to a certain degree, but I don't think to the level of either of you two. <laughs> uh, where I was like, oh yeah, I remember like seeing the prequels in theaters and like having yeah. a lightsaber toy. Uh, but then like when I didn't know about like the episode seven was coming really like super far in advance. I was like, oh cool, another Star Wars movie's coming out. Mm-hmm. Cool, I'll go see that, and I loved it. Um, but then just like as time's gone on. Um, especially with how social media has grown, um, the way that that has continued to become such the prevalent form of communication for a lot of people, mm-hmm. that the fact that that is driving so much conversation around Star Wars, I think is really just sad and disgusting that these actors who are just doing a job mm-hmm. are getting harassed on a daily basis um, just for playing their part. Mm-hmm. And you can, this is this is nothing to do with, you know, Keller Marie Tran. If you don't like Rose, mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, I don't think her and Finn's plot in I think her and Finn's plot in last year is the weakest part of the movie. Yeah. But that that has nothing to do with the fact that John Boyega is black or that Keller Marie Tran is Asian. Like yeah. that has nothing to do with that. And I'm not going to scream at them on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever and be like, You ruin Star Wars, mm-hmm. you need to die, you need to do all this other stuff. Like it's it's gross and it's just make it for me, it's, it's it's killed any desire I've had over the last couple of months to really want to talk about Star Wars mm. because it's just like any – I just feel like everything has been so negative. And even when you try to combat that negativity, it's like, you guys need to stop being so negative. And I feel like I'm mm. getting upset because people are negative instead of trying to enjoy what is good about Star Wars. And I think that's just really – it's I, personally, I think, yeah, I mean, as far as the big question goes, is Star Wars – or is Internet Phantom killing Star Wars – I think slowly and surely it is like just because mm. at the end of the day, like if the people who love stars the most don't want to talk about it anymore because they're tired of being yelled at or called names or whatever, then those people are going to stop wanting to be associated with star Wars. They may still go see the movies, but the fan community won't be there as strong. Mm-hmm. Those negative uh, voices will take over uh, even more so than they already are. And that'll become the main force of the conversation. And, I think you can kind of see those reactions already kind of starting to take some sort of shape and affect how Star Wars is going to be played out in the next couple of years. And it's, uh, I don't like how it's going. No, me neither. Um, especially the Kelly Marine Tran thing is yeah. so upsetting. I, I, if anyone can be accused of like living Star Wars too much, I, I would definitely be, you know, someone you could point the finger to. <laughs> but not being able to sec- separate an actress from their role Mm -hmm. and then the movie itself is insane yeah first of all kelly mutran's like the sweetest person ever and it could Mm -hmm. not have happened to a worse person Mm -hmm. and then second of all it's her job yeah Yeah. and uh, that like that's that's the nuts thing yeah like she didn't write the script Mm -hmm. like if like you know like i'm not advocating yelling at ryan johnson either (laughs) although He's also a person. Yes, Yes. but he's also a person. Um, But like all of these choices were not made by her. Right. And she was excited to come in and do that role. Mm -hmm. And then to see, you know, Star Wars opening up to so many other people and Mm -hmm. then immediately getting tamped down Mm -hmm. like that. uh, Yeah, is upsetting in so many ways. Yeah, I think the point that 
actors and actresses don't make story choices mm-hmm. seems to be something that the internet community just ignores <laughs> and it drives me off the wall because yeah kelly marie tran did not make any of the choices neither did john boyega about their canto bite timeline and we can all agree we didn't love that in the last jedi um i could say a lot of things about rose's <laughs> character i liked rose but wasn't a huge fan of the part that she played in that story in that movie even though i loved the last jedi she wasn't my favorite thing Mm -hmm. um but what i did love is seeing another female character and i loved seeing an asian character on screen because it wasn't really something we'd seen before um and we need more of that so Mm -hmm. then to see the internet come back at her and rip apart this really sweet person who was just so excited to be part of star wars was Mm -hmm. so excited to be part of the universe um is deeply unfair i think the thing that maybe is important to point out is that this isn't just a Star Wars issue. This isn't just a current yes. issue. Yes. I mean, toxic fandom has been around for ages, whether it's in sports or in other um, movie fandoms. But also, I mean, for better or worse, Star Wars fans do have somewhat of a reputation of being very critical and harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look at what you have a picture of Jake Lloyd put up. I don't yeah. know if yep. I took your next point, but mm-hmm. uh, if, if, if Star Wars fans don't like something, they're not shy of making it known. And yes. it's it's very clear that that can have very real impact on a regular person's life. They're just trying to make a living and Mm -hmm. to see that this stuff happens, like you guys have said to such a bright personality, like Kelly Marie Tran is just, it just sucks. Yeah. Like if you were on Instagram, you were on Instagram the day the last Jedi came out, Mm -hmm. that you got to see Kelly Marie Tran going on a run around downtown Los (laughs) Angeles. Everybody. Yeah. Uh Saying hi, I'm in the last Jedi. People are like, who are you? What are you doing? (laughs) Type of like a thing to it. And then to have it ultimately end with, that yeah mm-hmm. this um yeah it's super upsetting and then like yeah of course jake matthew lloyd but then there's mm-hmm. also hayden christensen, hayden christensen who's christensen. had like one two roles yeah since he was i mean he's had more than that but not prominent roles that aren't just straight right. to dvd sort of things yeah. yeah he was beaten out or now you know drummed out of almost out of acting at mm-hmm. least in you know the consciousness for you know like listen didn't love this performance as anakin yeah doesn't hold up yeah uh, I mean, well you could even look not at just I mean, actors, I mean, we've talked about Ryan Johnson seems like he's getting hate constantly mm-hmm. for The Last Jedi, which I think is just terrible because that movie's great. Yeah. But that's beside the point. He's also a human <laughs> being. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also you look at George Lucas. I mean, mm-hmm. he got the same sort of reactions. The internet wasn't as crazy as it is now. But when the prequels are coming out, people were very vocal about, I mean, at the time, maybe they liked them. Then as years went on, just hating mm-hmm. on them, um, even to the point now where he's talking about what he would have done with seven, eight, nine, and like the the wills controlling mm-hmm. things and more mid, going even further into midichlorians <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and he's like that this is my story but fans would have hated it and i know it yeah. and it's just mm-hmm. like that's so sad that yeah. the creator of this universe that everybody loves so much mm-hmm. knows that like he couldn't do a story without just being given just these hateful remarks left and right yeah it it feels like a symptom of fans taking ownership in like the worst way mm-hmm. and which it no longer belongs to a collective or belongs to the people who created it in any way. It belongs to this angry faction of fans that have dubbed themselves the real fandom and use that as an excuse to belittle and hurt people Mm -hmm. that, as we keep saying, are real human beings who deserve real kindness and decency and are not getting it simply because they chose to put themselves in the spotlight. And that says something about our culture is a wider hole which i won't talk about right now yeah um and then like two i mean some like i think one of the criticisms is like the 
EU books mm-hmm. that were out. Like, why didn't you follow that path? Mm-hmm. And that was like a criticism. Of like, we've, you already read that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never, I have never been able to like, you know, moving a little bit beyond, you know, um, into that ownership realm. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you want from Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you really, I mean, not if you really wanted to create a story you need to somehow impo- make your way impossibly to Lucasfilm and jump through <laughs> all of those hoops but uh, it's I don't know if it's a lack of appreciation or an over appreciation or you know I'm taking it for granted I feel like it's just like an, an over sense of ownership mm-hmm. for a lot of fans at least the people I've talked to who didn't like The Last Jedi um, and I've seen kind of the same thing at least online of like oh, I don't like The Last Jedi because of these this this it's the people who had like, all right. This is what I. Ha- this is what it has to be. Mm-hmm. This is what I've thought it about for years. That this is what's going to happen, and then it doesn't play out that way. And you're just like, instead of being for me, it's like, oh my god, they killed Snoke. Like what the <laughs> heck? Like I never would have thought my mag- in my wildest imagination that Snoke is going to die in mm-hmm. Episode Eight after the buildup of Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking like, wow, that's such an inspired choice by Ryan Johnson. Everybody's like. No, you ruined my fan theories, and mm-hmm. you you killed Luke, and that forced with Leia. That doesn't make any sense. Like that was never built up before. And it's like, what are you talking about? And mm-hmm. I, I think the Last Jedi. Uh, I mean, that's where Kelly Tran obviously made her debut in Star Wars, but the fan reaction from that I feel like has only gotten more negative in the time that's gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's people like all three of us love Last Jedi. That it's like no, it's it's a really great movie, and mm-hmm. I I want to rewatch it all the time. But like, there's just so much. Like I would I would love to have conversations with people online about how much I love the Last Jedi. But if I put out even like a tweet about it, it's more like you're an idiot. Like the Last Jedi sucks. It ruined my childhood. It ruined Star Wars. And it's like how is that even? How is that your mindset about a single movie? That mm-hmm. it? How can a, how can one movie ruin everything else that came before it like that? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, in really any way. And I think it's just kind of tumbled ever since then, even to the point now where this last week we get these stupid things. That's like, Hey, get, we have $200 million. We're going to remake the last Jedi. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, that is the type of ownership that I don't think any fan should think they have that mm-hmm. you cannot like a movie all you want. If you have problems with the last Jedi, fine. But to be like, no, like for somehow I know the better decisions like that just and i'm gonna act like i'm gonna remake the movie that just is so it's so dumb to me yeah and i think the internet has only really kind of doubled down on that because the the problem isn't just that i think the internet fandom has made star wars feel like it's a really negative space but it's also made it i think very very difficult to try to combat the negativity in any real way mm-hmm. because for this remake thing like, people are just, like, quoting, quoting, quote-tweeting this statement that we're going to do this. And you're just like, you guys are idiots. How, like, right. this is, this is yeah. laughable. But at the same time, Lots of dunking. you're just giving these people attention. Whereas, yeah. like, I understand why Ryan Johnson, like, makes this hilarious tweet of, like, please, 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 please <laughs> let this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's funny. But then at the same time, when that account started, like, when they sent that tweet, I had 70 followers. Mm-hmm. After Ryan Johnson retweeted it, in, like, an hour, it had over 700 and it's like you're just giving these people more attention who are possibly being swindled into giving away money to this so-called remake mm-hmm. and even with like John Boyega which bless his heart but like he comes out and I understand why he'd want to defend Claire Marie Tran and be like yeah like people are kind of trolls on the internet they're kind of despicable yeah. but then he like if if these actors are 
calling out specific people individually, then you're just mm-hmm. attacking somebody who was has like five followers who mm-hmm. has no voice. And it's, it's a real, I, I have a real struggle with how do you try to combat this without giving these negative people voices? Yeah. It's an important question to ask. Yeah. It deals with like how you yeah, feed the trolls or not. Yeah. And I don't know if there's an easy, yeah. You could go back and forth on the merits of, well, should I dunk on this loser? Or <laughs> I mean this person, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to name call, but they are acting like losers. Um, or do you just like ignore it and let it go unattended? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not exactly harassment, but it's you know enforceable harassment on Twitter, which you know is mm-hmm. a whole nother thing. <laughs> but it's just really dumb and stupid. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it it goes to a deeper problem. What do we? How do we respond to toxic fandom? Which is maybe a bigger question yeah. than we totally have time to answer. Um, but I sympathize with your struggle between like, do I call people out for being mean mm-hmm. and like call attention to the fact that this is not an acceptable way to behave in this space that should be for creativity and mm-hmm. wonder and joy and like all the other things that Star Wars is supposed to be about. And instead you've turned it into something negative and hateful. Right. Like I want to call that out and mm-hmm. not let it go un- unanswered, yeah. I guess if that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to give you attention for mm-hmm. being awful. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Should we have to see like a, a space that we can use to have fun and direct? Because Star Wars yeah. Twitter, for in a lot of ways, is the funniest thing like I've ever, you know. <laughs> Prequel like, memes. Yeah, you know, walked into. <laughs> exactly. The um, Who Killed Hannibal one featuring Anakin and Padme <laughs> is the best. Uh, and, you know, uh, but when you watch that kind of like take over, it's upsetting because it's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore because then mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to talk about it or I'm going to have to have somebody pop up in the mentions or mm-hmm. someone will, you know, probably start har- being, you know, harassing you over whatever's going down. Um, yeah. So. And it stops the way, it stops any meaningful conversation about the differences we see in Star Wars because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the interesting things when it happens, which it's happened so rarely after Last Jedi is, all right, I hated this thing. Versus I loved this thing. Let's talk about why. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that conversation with somebody where they just sat down. They're like, I did not enjoy this movie. Please explain to me how you justified these things. Mm-hmm. And I could walk through Last Jedi and be like, okay, yeah, Canto Bite, not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can look past that because of, you know, where I saw Ray and Kylo's mm-hmm. um, force bond. I thought that was really fascinating. I thought Luke's storyline was really brilliant. Like all of these other things, I can let Canto Bite go. Um and not that I convinced that person. They still didn't love Last right. Jedi, but it opened up a conversation for how things can be better or different rather than shutting down hatred and sadness. But I think that's like the difference between offline and online communication where mm-hmm. online communication, at least I think, is just like, the, especially with Twitter, which is, I think, the primary social media. I mean, I think yep. Facebook's... The big catalyst. Facebook may be the, te- the technical leader, <laughs> but like... I feel like the only use for Facebook is like sharing funny videos. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Like Baby Twitter, photos. family photos. Exactly. But like Twitter could be this great place where it's like, hey, you like Flash Jedi? I like Flash Jedi. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And you sh- exchange your love. And but instead, it, if it's online, you're like, oh, I love Flash Jedi. But somebody comes at you and says, oh, how how could you? It's, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Like you have a terrible opinion and they just go at you because of like this hot take mentality that I think Twitter has. Um, Whereas if you're offline and you're face to face somebody, Mm -hmm. you're not going to 
most likely call <laughs> them these sexist or racist or just ridiculous remarks mm-hmm. that just like no regular human being talks to another regular human being this way, mm-hmm. um, especially in a face-to-face setting. And Twitter, for the worse, has eliminated the ability to, I think, have real conversations with people online about disagreements. You can exchange love all you want because mm-hmm. it's easy. Say, oh, I love that Jedi. Retweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's it. That would but if it's there's no nuance to that right but then it's like okay like i tried to talk to somebody who didn't like last after it came out and it went terribly because mm. i was just like the points you are trying to make i just fundamentally disagree with you that like just on like a uh, a human level almost like how mm-hmm. is that a criticism you're trying to make of this movie right now <laughs> mm-hmm. um it just it just didn't make any sense to me but instead of just like yelling at this guy in person i'm just like okay that's your opinion. Uh, I got to go. And just mm-hmm. like, you just brush it off like that. But like online, it's so easy to get quote unquote triggered mm-hmm. <laughs> and unleash this rage storm on a total stranger to just be like, no, like you're wrong because of this. How dare you criticize my opinion? Mm-hmm. And there's just that loss of human interaction and this invisibility that comes with it online with yeah. you just have an egg as your profile photo mm-hmm. and you can attack any person you want without you know any repercussions and i mean this is this isn't just with cutting me tran i mean this is, this is more so coming down to a diversity issue mm-hmm. with stars where now people are questioning Ka- kathleen kennedy's leadership um because solo underperformed or because they mm-hmm. allowed ryan johnson to kill luke i don't really get it <laughs> yeah one of her movies didn't make a billion dollars and yeah. suddenly it's now she's off on the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> she's somehow a failure now, yeah. which doesn't compute. It'd be like, it's like Spielberg's in... <laughs> longtime pro- yeah. executive producer from Animal Entertainment is now terrible. Yeah. It's yeah. like in, it's like in the NBA, I'll make a sports reference. Like when the Spurs, did they make the playoffs this year. Yes. Well, let's say this, well, they, but they didn't win 50 games for the first time, like 18 years. It's like, all because of that Greg Popovich is on the hot seat. It's like, no, you're not going <laughs> to get rid of an all-time coach because they didn't win 50 games one time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you bounce back and you move forward. And it's like, the it's just such a crazy response. And now Kathleen Kennedy, for a lot of people, is like, you must be fired because yeah. you're ruining Star Wars. And it takes it stops taking into account Force Awakens and the good that did come out of Last Jedi. Like, mm-hmm. all of the dissension that it caused, it made a lot of money. Yeah. And so did Force Awakens and put them in, you know, I don't record-breaking places. Uh-huh. Yeah, top five. Yeah, I think so. I don't know the numbers. Uh, I mean, Force Awakens is three all time, and I Last, think Last Jedi, Jedi is four. No, it's, it's one. It's one point. <laughs> it's one point three, and uh, I mean, Infinity Wars at two or close to it, and I feel like it's like nine or eight. It's in the top ten or just around there, but it's not. It's not number four all time, hmm. at least worldwide. Got it. Um, but but even to have two movies in the top ten says right. good things about yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. And that doesn't even talk about Rogue One, which we were discussing before we got on the air and <laughs> did some incredible things yeah. for the universe and mm-hmm. for Disney. Which it's it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. But going back to something, I, I think I threw this idea out there to you a while ago. I'm mm-hmm. kind of interested in what you think of this, Amanda. But I kind of feel like this moment, at least in Star Wars, is like ripping off the Band-Aid. Hmm. Because... And going back to diversity, I think is kind mm-hmm. of the biggest thing is Star Wars has been so white for yeah. a while <laughs> yeah. that now that 
you add one black stormtrooper, mm-hmm. everyone goes nuts. And then there's and then you with Kelly Marie Tran, Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. People are having that reaction of like, I don't see myself in Star Wars other than the the Nazi First Order general or uh-huh. the boyish Kylo Ren who's uh-huh. just impishly cutting things into pieces. <laughs> and I kind of thought, is this are we going to have to? End- is this just like a a season? Do you think yeah. where finally kids who come after it will just be like, oh yeah, that's Star Wars. I hope so because I think that's the thing that the quote unquote real fans are missing is that. You saw yourself in Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. but you're the only ones. And the rest of us put ourselves into Luke Skywalker because we didn't have any other options. Um, or put ourselves on how, you know, wanted to be Han Solo or wanted to be Lando or like whoever. Well, Lando's maybe not the best example for this scenario. But, um, or Princess Leia or Princess whatever Leia, it is. Yeah. Like trying to put yourselves in the shoes of somebody who maybe doesn't look exactly like you or sound like you or really image you in any way but it was the option you had and now we have other options and all of a sudden the quote-unquote real fans are angry um because i think they missed the point of star wars and i think this is almost a healing for star wars too that we had some racist undertones in the 70s and the 80s and this is a chance to go back and um do a little bit better because Mm -hmm. we're better Um, And so, yeah, in terms of ripping off the Band-Aid, I hope that this is what it is, that 10, 15 years from now, we look back and say, like, yeah, this was the new era for us. And now we have kids who, um, you know, dress up like Rose Tico or Mm -hmm. Finn or whatever it is, Oscar, um, Oscar Isaac's kid, Poe. But, yeah, I hope it's the ripping off of a Band-Aid. I am enough of a realist to think that maybe (laughs) that's not true, but I hope that it is. Um, because I'm more an optimist than a realist. But yeah. I hope that it is. <laughs> yeah, my hope has always been maybe these people on the anonymous, you know, anonymously on Twitter, like 50, 55 years old, because their mm. childhood was ruined, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> by the time we get to it, they're dead, and <laughs> then you know yes, the rest of us, yes, the, the you Let know the, the past more, die, kill it if you have to. Yes. The more tolerant of society is left with Star Wars and it can flourish from there. But but in order for that to happen, Star Wars has to survive the ripping off of the Band-Aid, right. which means let's not fire Kathleen Kennedy and let's not shove Rose, um, Rose Tico and Finn off of Twitter. Right. I'm never going to say the right name. I'm always going to say either the characters <laughs> or the actor the other way. Yeah, they're all fluid at this point. <laughs> but I think even if like, I think it's it's ridiculous thought to even have that Kathleen Kennedy would be quote unquote fired. Yeah. Because Disney's not going to fire somebody with Kathleen Kennedy's stature. Mm-hmm. But Mentals. could Kathleen Kennedy... Step down in a year or two because she's tired of this. <laughs> like, I think that's a very real possibility because why would, if you're her, why would you want your job constantly questioned by these people who know, for the most part, nothing about the movie industry and they just mm-hmm. want their hero from when they were kids to still be the hero and not let mm-hmm. a new generation of fans latch on to a new generation of characters. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense to me. And I like the point you made, Josh, about... Um, the ripping off the Band-Aid and kind of this new generation of Star Wars fans taking over because even, like, I, th- I feel like the people who are most upset about Last Jedi were the people who are who grew up with the originals mm-hmm. and then saw the prequels and they probably loved them at the time and then they've grown to hate them mm-hmm. because they, they ruined Darth Vader or whatever the case may be. Um, but... This new generation of Star Wars. This is what always. This is what Star Wars always has been. It's been for kids since day one. George Lucas says it in like every single interview. It's like mm-hmm. Star Wars is always for a nine year old, yep. and mm-hmm. that's the mindset oh, yeah. you need to have. And 
in terms of the progression they're going to make diversity wise moving forward i think that is something that once we get past the ripping off of the band-aid and the wound heals then these fans who've grown up with the force awakens being the first stars movie they ever saw in theaters or just in their life in general um they'll grow up and just being like no this is the regular mm-hmm. ray poe finn they're the leads mm-hmm. and if you can't if you can't find a way to identify with any of those characters, then I question your morality, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's not about what somebody looks like mm-hmm. that you should be able to identify with them. I mean, there's certainly parts to it because mm-hmm. a movie like Black Panther, I'm not going to connect with that as much as a white man as somebody who's grown up in the African American community yeah. because there are just certain things like that just go on that you've experienced i have not mm-hmm. that, and they, that certain... they talk about in that movie that i yeah have no business even trying to touch on of how relevant it is mm-hmm. but i can look at ray and be like your your heart is just so pure mm-hmm. that i love it and i can look at poe it's like your fearlessness your uh leadership that's mm-hmm. something to strive for and finn just trying to do the right thing even if it means bucking against the entire system mm-hmm. Those are ideals to strive for if you're a person. And if you can't see that in the Star Wars movie, just because they're not a white man, then I think you have bigger issues than just Star Wars, which is maybe the answer to this whole thing. I think that is the case. Sometimes I look at Poe and just get lost in those eyes. <laughs> well, that's fair. So does Ray. But, oh, let's not talk about uh, yeah. that right now. Um, I had to throw it in. Cutting back to that George Lucas thing, how he said it's for 12-year-olds. Yeah, he follows it up with um, friendships, honesty, trust, doing the right thing, living on the right side, and avoiding the dark side. Those are the things it was meant to do. Mm. And, you know, those are those are timeless qualities, boundary-jumping, um, you know, things that mm-hmm. anyone can eke out from a movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be a character. Because mm-hmm. you could still watch The Last Jedi and be like, oh, she's not anyone's daughter or son. The Skywalker line is gone. But that little boy on Canto Bite mm-hmm. has hope now. Uh-huh. He, he, can, he has the legend of Luke Skywalker, and you can still carry that forward into real life. I mm-hmm. mean, even um, outside of those movies. And I don't know. It's just wh- how much – how can, is it – blows my mind that there's sometimes like such a lack of empathy mm-hmm. from some people like yeah. you can't even like if someone doesn't even look like it, you can't even attempt to mm-hmm. put yourself in the, your, their shoes yeah or try to like understand that and i mean i guess i guess it shouldn't surprise me with some things you know out there but i, I, I never can get over that yeah and some of it i wonder is a bit of a generally them generational mm-hmm. thing like you were talking about like that era of fans not even just star wars fans but fandom in general that is i don't want to stereotype people but tends to be the white male in his you know 50s 60s um that is so used to being able to say like this character looks and sounds and talks and behaves the way that i do and that's easy to identify with whereas the rest of the fandom community has always had to adjust themselves mm-hmm. um women and minorities have always had to adjust themselves to find themselves in a character and so when now things have shifted sure like i'm gonna look at finn finn still doesn't look like me but i'm already used to adjusting mm-hmm. whereas the older uh community is sometimes not mm-hmm. and i think we're always gonna be bumping into that but I'm a little bit like, 
get used to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been doing my whole life in the fandom. Mm-hmm. And I'm only 24. I forgot how old I was. Um, <laughs> I'm only 24 and I've been doing that my whole life. I think that faction of the fandom can suck it up for a little bit. <laughs> for sure. But I think it is. I mean, not defending them in any way, but like for them, for those people that have grown up with that mm-hmm. in not just Star Wars, but in pretty much all movies, mm-hmm. or at least most of them, being able to identify with the lead character. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a change that they yeah. probably just don't want to see coming. So it's just like, no, I want to be able to envision myself, and it, it's, it's a crazy mindset to have. But and I'm not saying that I don't empathize with that, because I do. I get that that's difficult. But you just gotta but, do yeah. it. <laughs> it's, 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 but, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. It's a thing where you're like, I mean, it's hard for me to speak to it, I suppose, because all media is basically <laughs> for me in a lot of ways. So, like, regardless, so. Like trying to say, oh yeah, I definitely understand it. Like maybe I don't, mm-hmm. but I'm not up in arms about it, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I don't like see I didn't see the Force Awakens and think, oh that's not for me. I'm upset because it's Ray, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, who got the lightsaber call and not John Boyega or whatever the case is. So I can't like to say like I get what they're going through. I guess I can't say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even if you if you're a person who isn't trying, I just can't compute that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean. One of the other points, Josh, I think you wanted to bring up was should Star Wars cater to the fans? Yeah, this is this is something that I've just seen out there in a few different ways. First of all, um, I think it actually happened on the Resistance broadcast. Who's the name, guest names I'm forgetting, and I won't even name it, even if I did know or remember. Um, but he said something along the lines of Lucasfilm needs to show that Star Wars fan or that they're listening to Star Wars fans, mm. um, and that kind of met in a lot of ways maybe Kathleen Kennedy should go away mm-hmm. because they see her as the source of the problem, which is a bit of a sexist remark, I think. Um, but then, like, also do the movies that they want or take the take story notes or story direction mm-hmm. from fan theories that have been concocted way after they've already put yeah. other films into production. Mm-hmm. It's just a ludicrous thing that um, devalues storytellers mm-hmm. and writers in general and just wanted to throw that out there as like yeah. red meat to tear apart <laughs> unless you guys think opposite then we could talk but no i mean the idea that writers and producers and decision makers need to be listening to fan theories has always bothered me a little bit because why would you want them to just prove the thing that you thought up on your own like then why am i going to the movie i could just write the thing and put it on fan yeah. fiction yes. and and that's fun too like I'm a fan of that. Let's mm-hmm. let's keep doing that. But then I don't need to see that on screen because I could do it myself. Like this is why we have the genius people like JJ and Ryan and Kathleen and um, who do things that are unexpected. Why do we want to see the same thing over and over again? I just I can't get my head around that. Yeah, I mean I love theorizing as much as the next person, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's like half of our preview. I, exactly, <laughs> and that's my, my favorite part. But I don't want to be like, all right, well I I called it. Mm-hmm. I mean that'd be great. I'd be like, wow, I'm really smart. But at the same time, it's like. Unless what I called played out really stupidly on the big screen. I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> they shouldn't have yeah. listened to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know what theories I had for episode seven or even going into eight. But, like, I'm sure some of them would not have worked. Especially mm-hmm. in the story they're telling. Like, you'd be like, oh, well, they need to do this with – Ray needs to be a, a Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That, that's a fine theory to have. Mm-hmm. I was on that train for a while. Yeah, me too. But – what does that add to the story at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. That, that she has some connection to your past love? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, she's just a force user. Yeah, because 
that's not sustainable for her, everybody to always have to be right. connected. We saw where well, that broke down, and we can't keep doing it. And it just shrinks the universe. Instead yeah. of this galaxy far away, yeah. it's like it's a community far away. It's like here's yeah. the Kenobi's and drama. the Skywalkers, and it's right. <laughs> that's it. Before Lucas, you know, went back and edited his Episode Five script, Luke was just Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker from Tatooine. Yeah. Darth Vader wasn't his father at that point, and that was like the intention was just some kid that gets swept up in it. Yeah. Could you imagine if that ne- that twist never happened? Like how different <laughs> Star Wars would be now? I don't think we'd be sitting here having this conversation. Yeah, that's probably true. Because that twist is, I mean, the, the most iconic moment in film. One of the most. It's one of them. It's up there. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's as far as should Star Wars care to fans, I don't think they should totally. But like... If you throw them a bone here or there, like yeah. I think, I think one thing that I think would be a great way to quote unquote cater, cater to fans would be to have a nod to the TV shows here and there, yes. or to even the other canon materials. And they kind of, I mean, they basically did that in, in Solo. 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 Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Solo yet, if you're well, if you're still holding out hope, off the box office. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a very clear tie-in to the animated series that ties into the prequels mm-hmm. um, as well. That is like it's a very cool moment for those people who have stayed up to date, but at the same time, it's also one of those moments where it's like for a lot of other regular people, like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Yeah, if <laughs> what, you only what? saw the prequels, you are very, You're very confused. confused. And uh, so I can get, I can understand like why they may be weary to do some of those larger tie-ins, but I think there's ways to cater to fans to a certain degree and still allow storytellers to tell their own stories, like. Not to bring in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything, I was gonna make but the same point. Uh, they adapt stories from the comics. So even if like Star Wars fans who are upset with the current state of Star Wars only wanted the EU stories to be brought to life, they wanted to see a movie where Chewie gets crushed by a moon eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. If that if that's what they wanted, there's still a way to adapt those stories and bring them to life, but also still surprise people because. There are plenty of fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies who've read Marvel comics, who know the Captain America Civil War storyline or how Thanos' biggest moments play out in the comics, and they want to see those on the big screen, but Marvel gets there in a different way than they do in the comics, so they allow for a different fallout. And so it's like, you get the snap from Thanos. It's like, that's an iconic moment from the comics. Now I've seen it on the big screen in live action. That's awesome. But I don't. But like nothing else about the story <laughs> was the same. And I think it's stuff. It's it's not exactly like that because Star Wars isn't bringing source material to life. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a fan theory, but just some something that the fans together want, I don't understand why it's totally. Um, it'd be a totally bad thing to be like, yeah, here we'll we can do this. I mean, as long as you're not just being like saying out Twitter polls every day. So so who should be the lead in episode nine? What's the next uh-huh. spinoff we should do? As long as it's not that creatively controlled, then I think we're good. I think it's a question of good continuity because mm-hmm. I think that point from Solo where we bring in something from the TV shows, because um, there's so many good moments. They've done a really good job with their extended universe television stuff mm-hmm. and it has a really big fan following Yeah, to give some nods to that and make it feel like it's all part of the same universe because it does have a little bit of a disjointed vibe right mm-hmm. now and that the TV shows feel very separate from the movies um, and I think that there's some purposefulness to that but if they brought some of that back in um, in some of the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe does with adapting source material and keeping their shows part of the cinematic universe um, I think that's where you cater to fans well and keep things feeling 
congruent and communal mm-hmm. and together without having to listen to fan theories and do Twitter polls <laughs> and just replay the original trilogy with a right. new cast every six years. Right. Or mining like the most wacky and whimsical parts of like the EU. Uh-huh. Because for the most part, once you get past the Thrawn trilogy, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just a mixed bag of kind of weird and weirder, especially mm-hmm. with the Yes and I'm not going to say it's not fun, but I don't necessarily need to see it all on uh, the screen. Yeah, right. for sure. And like also, it's cultivating a younger fan base too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Easter eggs, I guess, that have been in the films have been all from those cartoon shows, mm-hmm. which I don't know the carryover of the audiences, but I would imagine some of them are the same. Some yeah. of them aren't. But, um, you know, like I've been kind of saying in 10 years time, maybe a completely different, you know, audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Really appreciates things like that. Which like, I think like throwing small things like that is fine because like I've been preaching forever that like I want to see Daredevil or somebody mm-hmm. from a TV show on the big screen in an MCU movie. But like, I don't want, I don't need them to be a co-star. Right. Like, I don't need Daredevil to co-star on Captain America four next to Bucky Barnes. Like that, <laughs> yeah. just no. But if he was, if they had a, a shot of him in mm-hmm. New York, that would have been awesome, and I would have lost mm-hmm. my mind. Or like a Stephen Strange moment, you know? Right. But From... whatever. That's that's not happening. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that reference, but okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, is there any other points you want to get into here before we wrap this thing up? Gatekeepers. I mean. That's like kind of like the last thing, and mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. This last s- stand, the mm-hmm. old guard of the idea. old guard, yeah, pushing away people who are trying to make Star Wars their own too. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's a time honored tradition. So yeah, so yeah, I mean that is all we have to say, I guess, on our big question: Is internet fandom killing Star Wars? Uh, it's a loaded question, obviously, as we've <laughs> talked about many different points here. Um, so. If you guys listen to this uh, all the way through and you're here still, uh, be sure to tell us your thoughts on the state of the Star Wars fan community, especially when it pertains to the internet. Let us know what you guys think about at least how you've interacted with fans online, uh, how you interact with fans in real actual day. Mm-hmm. If you actually still you know see people in the real life, if you're not just glued to a screen 24 seven, um, let us know how you have perceived Star Wars fans so far. And if you think that it's, if it's negative, if it's killing Star Wars, if there's a way to, Get it back to good. Uh, let us know all your thoughts by tweeting us at Friends of Film. And then while you're over there online, be sure to head over to iTunes and give us a subscription as well as a review. Hopefully it's five stars. Letting us know why you guys enjoy listening to the show. We'll be back next week with another review and big question. But be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything covered by tweeting us at Friends of Film. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. You can get at me, Josh. You're just Joshua Ryan. And I'm at CallMeMaynard on Twitter. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends from a Podcast. Josh. Bye, everyone. Amanda, thanks for coming on again. Thanks. Always a good time. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.